Hello and welcome to Rise of Humanity. I am your host, Chris Karamaya, and for today's episode, I am joined by my guest, Solara Sophia Rose. Solara is a multidimensional energy expert and master channel and helps people to unleash their true potential as spiritual beings to navigate life with power and grace and in turn lift the collective consciousness of humanity. Solara is a true embodiment of love and a fountain of wisdom and is dedicated to her mission of bringing light to this world. So Solara, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. That was a really beautiful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love your stuff. So. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh. Awesome. So... I mean, before we get into the work, which sounds awesome, it's obviously hugely expansive, but you are mm -hmm. also a dancer and a poet as well. Uh, mm -hmm. so what are the importance, what's the importance of having those kind of uh, more, more human things in your life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to remind me that I'm here, hey, on planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Um, to me, to me, this whole journey is very integrative. And so those are things that, you know, they, they add to my spirituality, they add to my sense of wholeness and my self expression as uh, a creative manifestation of source energy. So helping me to stay nice and grounded in my body, um, it, allowing me to express parts of my own being that I can't otherwise express in words. Um, well, the poetry piece, but the, the dancing serves as kind of a form of prayer for me. And I've also found it to be incredibly helpful during more cathartic times in my life to have physical activity there to help me uh, express the energy that I'm shifting through. Um, yeah, and poetry just it really allows me to express the deeper parts of my soul that aren't always on display. Um, yeah, it just gives me that permission to go there and really communicate that that part of my essence. Yeah, that's cool. It's yeah, it's like a um, a a vehicle for spiritual expression. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that as well because I I enjoy dancing myself. I've never had like professional lessons, but I love to dance and write music and stuff. And it is it's a very cathartic experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I also find it to be quite empowering too, um, strengthening, you know, I mean, it would similar to any physical activity. Um, yeah, it just helps me to feel strong. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it sounds like um, you've really got things dialed in. I mean, I was just reading through your website and I mean, traveling to exotic places. <laughs> and then ice cream over rich espresso brownies. <laughs> yes. Going <laughs> nature, laughing, silence, oh. music, dancing. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, what it's, it's that about. soul food. Yeah. Mm. Because, yeah, I can definitely relate to the, the grounding effect because one of the things that, I don't know if you've experienced this, um, be interesting to know if you have but one of my experiences has been that when I've expanded my awareness at, in such a rapid rate it's, it's almost sometimes difficult to uh, focus on the human experience so much it's like we live in this huge multi-dimensional universe and it's just like we have to enjoy these little things as well uh-huh I'm really glad that you said that because something that I have discovered uh, in my experience is that the more present that I become, the more deeply attuned I am to the now and I'm paying deep attention to what's occurring right, you know, in front of me, whatever I'm doing at that time, whoever I'm engaging with, it almost unlocks this deeper depth to the human experience and to the multidimensional experience because it allows me to see into the multi. Uh, dimensional aspects of of people of things um, mm. beyond just the surface level appearance but what's what's beneath that what's inside what's beyond that so it, 
being deeply rooted in the human experience kind of serves to open me to more of the multidimensional, which is kind of paradoxical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. Um, and I'm glad I've been able to have that awareness because I would say like about four years ago for me was when I had that big kind of shift into, you know, what the universe is really about. And I spent probably a good year at least wanting to be somewhere else. And mm. I finally had that shift that, oh, it's right here. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> later. And as you said, when you ex- embrace this experience, it actually unlocks more of that. So that's, that's really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, it's amazing how much magic and beauty and wonder we have available to us in the moment. Uh, I think one of the things for me personally and one of my main practices is to just stay present. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is a challenge. <laughs> uh-huh. It's just like that constant reminder. It's it's interesting. And I was uh, contemplating this last night because I wanted to write an article about it. I was thinking about control dynamics and how often we try to take control of things and for me, the discipline or the thing that I prefer to take control over is my attention. So am I deeply anchored in the here and now? And and can I be so anchored in the now that I'm attuned to my intuition and I can hear it clearly to act upon it from moment to moment to moment to moment. And so that's, you know, really living from a point of absolute trust that as I stay plugged in my destiny will unfold itself if I'm listening and acting and engaging uh, in this full, the fullness of this experience without needing to try to map it out in the typical ways that we as humans try to map things out to, to provide a sense of security. So then the security, it comes from presence and trust versus, you know, having thinking that our, our sweet, beautiful human minds have the capacity to map out this journey. <laughs> yeah i love it and that that's yeah definitely a big thing for me is i can see the bigger picture usually quite accurately for myself but as i from a day-to-day thing it's a lot more difficult and i'm like oh should i do this should i do that and i know it'll turn out all well in the end but it really creates a lot of it, it is scary just going from moment to moment and taking it step by step and I've what I've experienced um especially recently is that when you do try and control it too much you can derail yourself like you might be on the right Mm. path all along but you're just taking little steps and you're like oh this can't be right and then a few months later you're like oh yeah well it's the right thing I should have just (laughs) stopped panicking and (laughs) enjoyed the process (laughs) that's beautiful that's beautiful Yeah. yeah Oh. That's so, so cool. <laughs> oh. um, so, I mean, let's, I mean, talking about having seen that, I mean, mapping things out and setting goals and things like that, is it, I mean, what's your take on that and then being in alignment and is it for you is do you like set goals and you have plans and stuff or is it do you really just go with the flow (laughs) Mm -hmm. well it's interesting because i i hmm, this is a good question i do my absolute best to stay as focused and clear and alert as present as i possibly can and if the present moment calls me to make a plan then i do that and usually it's not for very far out. So what happens for me, because I'm a visionary, is I'll get the vision. So I'll see the bigger scope of things, the bigger picture, the the, the manifestation. So what is coming to fruition by virtue of my presence? And then I kind of zoom back into the now to allow myself to complete that picture step by step by step. So I don't try to map it out. I know that the universe is much more efficient than I am. So my experience has been that when I plan something super far ahead, 
it never works out that way anyways. And so it makes more sense for me to have the vision, to hold the vision and to stay plugged into my why. What is that force that's going to continue to propel me forward from moment to moment without getting too hung up on the details of how it's going to come to pass? Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I don't know many people who live that way. And even I would kind of struggle to live that freely. I mean, like you said, when you plan ahead, it usually quite often doesn't turn out as you expect but I like to kind of have a plan like you know like Mm -hmm. this is my business goals relationship health finance hobbies and all that kind of stuff and I have a little vision for each one but I mean it's cool I think it's good to have but um yeah I mean do, do you do anything like that at all yeah I think that's really beautiful too I have quite a few friends um, in my circle, particularly men who like that really, it, it inspires them to have that. And I think that whatever helps us plug into that inspiration is perfect for us. Um, I do do things like that. I have a very loose structure, uh, for my days around my mission and my business and my workouts and health and all of this that I adhere to, but those things are so innate to me now that I just do them. Um, so that in and of itself has become an intuitive process. And one thing that I do still really enjoy doing is, so I'll write down a list of the things that I want to manifest and just get really excited about those things. And then when those specific things manifest, I'll go back in and go, okay, what's next? <laughs> now yeah. what, now do we, what do we want to experience? Oh, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, let's talk. I mean, I've read quite a lot of your posts on Facebook, and I love the uh, quantum-based approach and the quantum and just quantum physics and the science of everything. I love that kind of stuff, and it's really come into my life quite strong. Um, recently and I can see that it runs through your work as well and um I mean could you just give an overview of kind of the this new way of you know creating a new reality that's kind of becoming much more prominent in the world today I mean from obviously the old ways of going about things and Newtonian physics is going like uh just working you know as hard as you can hustling 80 hours a week to to achieve your goals but there's a new a new way <laughs> available to people so do you that share some insight on that yeah i would love to do that so a good friend of mine always says if it's not quantum it's not instant and i love or if it's not instant it's not quantum um and i love that because newtonian physics will well, it gives us a timetable for things and with this what we're doing is taking time out of the equation, but then it becomes about plugging into the frequency of source. And it's really quite simple. It's, it's really about ask, receive, ask, receive. Um, you know, it, it, but the thing, the thing where Newtonian physics does come into play and where it's still really valuable to integrate is that once we receive the creation, we really have to have the energy and the inspiration to... Uh, build upon and maintain and nurture and care for those creations. And so, um, Mm. yeah, so there's, it's, it's kind of integrative to me. It it really is as simple as I am the creator. What is it that I desire to experience next? Okay. This is the thing. And I specify what that is. It's almost like an artist with a canvas and you Mm -hmm. decide, what am I going to paint? Or you receive a vision and, and then you allow that to come through you. Um, and you just, you begin to shape it and mold it and add color to it. And it's kind of the same with our creative process. It's, you know, a question of what do I want to create next? What would I love to experience? What uh, would be most helpful and beneficial for my family and my community and my tribes? Um, and really the collective, if we're spanning out to that expanded vision. <clears throat> mm-hmm. and, and just 
starting to paint and play and ask and then live in the having of it. Because once we ask for something, it's already done. Creation begins to rearrange and, and orchestrate itself instantly to form itself around our decision. And so it's about making the decision and staying in the knowingness that that thing is, is being formulated and then listening to our you know, gut instinct and intuition and following through on the, the action steps that we're guided to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, we can talk a bit more about how, like ways to do that, but just first of all, what's your take on um, the, just the whole uh, purpose of, you know, the human experience and what we're here to do because I think some people it seems quite sort of common today people think we're just here to learn to be happy but I think there's a lot more to it than that what's your uh what's your take on it <laughs> yeah that's beautiful I would love to hear your impressions also um around this I think it's too self realize to remember who and what we are and then to create from that space of remembrance and knowing and ultimately every soul is desiring to expand it's the natural evolutionary impulse to expand and to self-discover and self-realize and self-actualize more and more and more and more um so for me let me feel into this for a minute because I think there's so many reasons <laughs> that, <laughs> that we're here. And I, I really don't, it's, it's, I think it's beautiful that you asked this question because I've been reflecting on this recently as well. I don't think that happiness is the goal. I think if there's any type of, uh, I think awareness feels like more of a goal than happiness, (laughs) Um, expanded self-awareness. And that's internal awareness and external awareness because I think so often we emphasize the lighter side of creation, which is beautiful and and filled with life. And and, and this is where we self-actualize in the light, but we really forsake so many other aspects and elements of creation when we we only give our attention to that. There, there, there is the womb space. There is the sacred feminine. There is the darkness. There is the void. Um, and I think part of this journey is about really recognizing and actualizing our wholeness. So for me, that kind of looks like the center point, the point in the middle, the, the objective observer that can stand at the center and hold space for the light and the dark and really have the capacity to be at one with all of it, to see it clearly for what it is, not try to, you know, change it into something else, not try to take fear and change it into happiness, but to be with that fear with the same amount of love and acceptance as we would be with our happiness. It's funny, I said to someone recently, I've never seen a book on how to become more fearful, but there's a million books about how to become more happy. Um, and it, it just shows that we have like this aversion to experiencing those parts of ourself. Um, and, and really the, the wholeness comes when we, and, and the fearlessness and the freedom comes when we're able to sit with the fear or the unhappiness and go, okay, well, is this, could this be potentially as beautiful as my happiness is? Could my tears be as beautiful as my happiness. And, you know, there's so much wisdom and creative energy that's locked up inside of those feelings and those emotions and those experiences that we spend so much of our life avoiding or quickly trying to transform within ourselves. Um, there's, there's so much wisdom. I mean, some of the greatest artists of all time have produced some of their greatest work out of those states. And, I think something I've realized is that to well, even to be in the frequency of creating and creation itself, 
we don't need to be in a perpetual state of happiness. Um, that's yeah. such a myth around <laughs> creation. <laughs> yeah, I love that you said that because that's exactly the way I see it as well. You can, mm. yeah, whatever level of consciousness consciousness you're at, or whatever mood you're in, or what you know, whatever state you're in, there's something beautiful that can be created from that place like as you said like some of the best music like even rock and roll music comes from times that like economic really bad times economically and all that kind of stuff and it pushes people to just express in a more just a different way but it's still mm. creation yeah yeah i think mm. yeah so yeah the way i see it with the i mean finding happiness and is a challenge but the way that I've kind of looked at it just recently is like trying to find happiness is like a, or trying to find joy, whatever you want to call it, is is like a dog trying to remember that it's a dog. Like <laughs> it, the dog doesn't do that. It just bees a dog and runs around and plays and has fun. But it's like... From bird's eye view, like you look all these humans running around trying to remember how to find happiness and it's like you already are. Now go and create <laughs> that's the way I've started looking at it recently anyway. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it's so beautiful. That's that the whole the whole self help uh movement industry, all of that. What we're I mean, essentially we're trying to teach each other how to be and to not resist being what we are. Um in the moment that we're experiencing it. I mean, I would say that as far as creation goes, the, the, the quickest way to shorten the timeline, um, if we're moving into the quantum reality, is to take off all the resistance from our experience. So you can, I mean, I can't even tell you the amount of time that I've received manifestations when I'm like just in a space of, okay, I'm going to turn everything off and I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to leave my work be for a while. I'm going to take this time to myself. I'm not going to focus on any of that. I'm just going to rest and relax and replenish and give to me. And voila, quantity, massive quantity comes in in those spaces because there's no resistance. There's no trying. There's no efforting. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah, I've experienced that as well because, I mean, even in like work and business, when I got like, when I started off like new project and stuff, I kind of got a bit crazy and started working seven days a week and all this stuff <laughs> without really thinking about it. And then I was like, oh, maybe I just won't work today. And then just literally took my focus and attention off everything. And then all this information came pouring and I was like, oh. Should have mm. done this sooner. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. When you that's beautiful. Yeah. When your focus is when it's narrowed, you can't you're narrowing your perception, are you? So technically you can't see the as much. You're not open to receiving really, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. They just shown me an image of kind of like the flower of life. So letting go and emptying ourselves, coming to a space of silence or still point internally and letting ourselves receive from the vision from that whole completed pattern. And then we take that vision and we focus it into the physical through the narrowing perception. But that's a process of, of going into the silent spaces to receive the vision. And then we can take our, our paintbrush and, and focus it or our mind. <laughs> mm. Um and focus it into the actual physical experience. So creation, everything that we see in the physical is just energy that has been focused into being. Mm. Um, so it starts out in this epically large and vast field of potential, the expanded octave, the expanded design, the, you know, the flower of life and beyond, I'm sure. Um, and we, we start to receive from that expansion expansiveness when we quiet ourselves and we open up and we do go into that space of the void and it's just that feeling of relief that takes off the resistance and allows information to pour through and then once we have that information we can 
you know, start to play with it a little bit. Okay, well, what do I want to do with this information? How would I like to express it or share it or, or create from it? And do I want to use words or do I want to do some abstract painting or how do I want to share the information and the wisdom that I have received? And that's more of like the light side of creation, the, the masculine outwardly expressive energy that takes the vision from the feminine and then brings it into fruition in the physical. Um, and there's some great artists like Alex Gray that you'll see, they'll kind of step back from their work for a bit while they're creating the art. Um, they'll step back, they'll close their eyes, they'll, they'll tune in and then they'll come back and they'll paint a few strokes and then they'll step back and they'll go into the space and then they'll come back and they'll paint some strokes. And that's, that's kind of the dance that I do <laughs> with my creations is I just, I step back and then I go in and I step back and I go in. Um, and yeah, it just all comes together. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I think I've been more of a, to spend hours in one go and then, but it's amazing how, when you do step back, at any point and come even if it's like you come back to it the next day you're like you, you listen back or you look back or read back whatever it was that you've made and you're like you, you have that completely new perception like oh this this could be this could be better or i didn't, I didn't notice that before i can change that and you and it just um just gradually mm. grows over time really it's like with with music when I think like I've recorded a song perfectly and then I leave some space and I come back and I realise, God, is that, I thought that was perfect yesterday and I could see how I could improve it uh, drastically. <laughs> yeah, this is really gorgeous because what you're speaking to now is the refinement of our creations. And I've, this is kind of the space that I've been in in my own evolutionary experience recently is that when I get downloads, I'm in a very electric state. So the energy comes through very clear. It's very objective. There's no emotion involved whatsoever. I just, it's, it's, it's kind of like seeing the pattern and how it unfolds and how it operates and how it moves. And I translate it through and then I'll just leave it there. And then I'll come back to the center, to a, a space of peace and I'll, I'll get, I'll ground in and then I'll go back and I'll refine the writing and I'll add heart and humor to mm. it, um, to the best of my capacity. Um, so it's, it's, it's this beautiful refinement process of, um, it's like we receive the impulse, but we don't necessarily need to act on it right away. Or we can then start to mold and shape and refine the creation a bit once we're more grounded back in. So it's almost like taking that electric lightning rod of, yeah. of wisdom and epiphany and then grounding it into soul. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's perfect translation. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. So I would, I would love to, if you're open to sharing, hear more about what your journey has been like uh, recently, particularly over the past several months, because we are going through some pretty phenomenal collective shifts in consciousness right now and i think we're all starting to uh experience deeper depths greater understanding uh, newfound awareness so i'd love to hear what your experience has been like yeah it's been been a roller coaster the last <laughs> the last 12 weeks especially um so i mean just to give like a bigger uh, you just to begin with I've kind of been building up for years to the point where I've uh, to have the opportunity to start a business and like do my uh, fulfill my uh, light working destiny <laughs> and it's been mm -hmm. it's been a long time coming and I've done a lot of jobs that I didn't really want to do and I've just battled through so this 2017 was the year that I took that leap and left my job and all that stuff and I was committed to starting a business um, and the last 12 weeks I invested um, a lot of money in a, uh, a program to start an online coaching business which was, uh, I mean 
just the, I remember the day that I signed up and that it was a lot of money and that huge rush of like, oh my God, I'm doing this. It was incredible. <laughs> and um, completely what I did not expect at all was it was basically, it became into like a spiritual experience rather than a business experience. And I, it, it completely, like the amount of transformation that happened in the space of eight weeks was like, unreal I've like never experienced anything like it I completely like because it pushed because I'd invested that much money and I wanted to make it succeed so much and I was experiencing so much resistance and to you know starting a business it pushed me to become someone new and like I mean I've meditated off on and off for years but I never really had a good reason to do it and then I it was literally during that program that I discovered the quantum field and I started meditating an hour every morning just it was so easy just like that and, and just had these huge loads of huge mental shifts about you know finding fulfillment and happiness within without having to achieve anything and it was just like a, it was a roller coaster really so <laughs> i just yes. feel like a different person now <laughs> oh. well that's incredibly beautiful congratulations on your transformation i love <laughs> I, it's so funny because it's it's right we want to build these businesses and these legacies and little do we know that it's going to become the most phenomenal spiritual journey of our life <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah that's that's so beautiful and i really love and appreciate that you um have been honoring that space of meditation too it's really uh, imperative to go there if well one if we're trying to birth anything but there's there's so much that comes through in the space of meditation that man we could do a whole podcast on that topic alone um yeah i mean all the fundamental rewiring takes place we do we start to access the quantum field and understand the intricacies and the dynamics of of how it works and and we recognize ultimately and this is kind of the funny thing that how you observe people seeking that kind of happiness when they could simply melt into the beingness of it already. I think of that often with material pursuits because I really enjoy, I mean, I'm a Taurus. I love the earthy, sensual, earth, earthy experience. Um, but what I've recognized is that none of that matters if I'm not already experiencing the frequency of, of serenity and uh, contentment within myself. That's ultimately what any of us are seeking through the materialization of any desire, whether it's a partner or more money or recognition or um, wealth, whatever the thing is, we're looking for a feeling, a frequency, our connection to source. That's, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> you could so have cool. all that stuff and if you're not tapped into the frequency, it doesn't matter anyways. You don't appreciate it. You don't enjoy it. It's just kind of there. It's like, okay, well, now what? Yeah. <laughs> I got all the stuff. Now what? <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for me, I mean, there's a couple of things. Relationships have been a big one for me because it's like mm. everyone's, there's it's like such huge drive to be in a relationship. Oh, you know, I just want someone to love me so I can feel complete. And then... Um, after you know some quite uh disruptive relationships i'd say after i'd kind of healed and transformed and i got to such like i'm not saying i never want to be in a relationship again but i got into such a complete place of like such wholeness i was like i had to let go of that that old paradigm of I need someone to make me happy. I was like, I don't need a relationship anymore. And it wasn't until I really started to dig into what the real power of relationships are is, you know, to grow into someone new and just connection and having someone to hold a mirror up. I was like, well, that sounds worth it to me. But in terms of having someone just, you know, house and a white picket fence and to make you happy that just completely melted away and I knew that I could feel <laughs> feel all that within me I didn't need to go out and get a relationship for that so that was huge for oh. me yeah that's beautiful that was a profound recognition 
to have and that if it feels like that can translate over to all the other all the other things because in every part of this experience is relational at least from my perspective mm. and I, you know <laughs> because of my background and things that i've experienced i actually i mean i really almost learned uh quantum creation and magic out of necessity because some of the situations that I found myself in, all that I had to call upon were my inner resources. And so I really, I got initiated fast. I learned very quickly how to work with, with energy and frequency in order to manifest in the physical because I needed to do that. And, and along the way, I developed phenomenal relationships with nature, creation, life, physical, tangible objects, I started to realize that all of them kind of had their own, their own essence, their own aliveness. And, and so I started to really relate with my surroundings. And uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely shared that experience with relationships. <laughs> it gets, it gets really intense. And, you know, I've, I've tended to be on the side of things where I'll stay to my own detriment. Uh, and so yeah. Over the past several years, I've just really committed to not allowing any type of toxicity into my life because generally I have a capacity to just be with whatever somebody else is going through. But mm. in the process of being so open in those ways, I have, yeah, kind of, I've bought into the whole martyr self sacrifice paradigm. Yeah. Um, and so I've decided to give that up. <laughs> <laughs> Like if it doesn't feed me with appreciation, then it doesn't have access to entry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, definitely can relate to that one. Just mm -hmm. being thinking you have to be, yeah, be a martyr and be there to save them when you're not getting anything back from it. There's no point. <laughs> but it's hard, so no. hard, so hard to pull away yeah. from human. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Interesting, you mentioned about obviously you like traveling as well, um, mm. because and talking about being in the frequency of what you want. Because traveling is a big thing these days. I mean, people love it, but I mean, and you can get there's a lot of people who get caught with that travel bug where they have to um, they have to travel all the time or as much as they can. They always have to get away, and I'm quite. Mm glad to have been able to not fall into that because I um, went to South America for six months in 2015 um, and I was in a really like negative place before I went I was like I just need to get away and I was in that place I need to get away and it was a transformation experience but not for the reasons that I expected it's because I had like those big breakthroughs with like you know just taking responsibility for my life and not playing the victim and all that stuff but one of the things that that was funny when I came back it was like I didn't feel really at any point that I'd, it was that it was the paradise that I was looking for like I was for months because mm. Booked it a year in advance, the whole trip, and I was like, as soon as I get there, I'm going to be so happy. And then I, I got there, and if it hadn't been for those shifts, I probably would have come back and felt like exactly the same. It was like there was no, because I was didn't have that frequency, of, fully have that frequency of fullness. It was like that just, that just didn't give it to me. And it was an kind of, it was a great experience, like trekking to Machu Picchu and stuff. But it wasn't, that was never going to give me that feeling and if I hadn't realized that afterwards I probably would have got stuck in that travel bug mode and controlling years and years trying to find that feeling when I knew it was just right mm. wherever I was on the planet <laughs> uh -huh. yeah oh that's a, a huge realization to have and I'm thankful that you're speaking to this because I've been noticing this a lot mm -hmm. you know a lot of uh well, spiritual beings, I mean, we're all spiritual beings. So it just people who particularly like, specifically work in the field of spiritual development, um, I do see like two extremes, people who are so deeply inward that they stay in, in one space. And then people who are just like 
globe trotting and jet setting. <laughs> and so I, I tuned into the frequency and I'm like, there's something to that because I, you know, I mean, in my experience, I am very much a lover of my space and my home and, and having my personal sanctuary that I can go to, to plug in whenever I want. And I also really enjoy the beauty of new experiences because they help me to expand my perception. Um, but I do see how some people use that as a, is escapism to, to avoid having to be with themselves in the, the spaciousness. Um, and so it's interesting to watch that dynamic. So I, I, I totally hear what you're speaking to that kind of evasive need to like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely want to go and see more awesome places in the world. I'm like giving up on that, but it wouldn't be on going to run away for six months because I can't place my life. It wouldn't be any, it would be just from a place of, I want to see this awesome place. That'd be it really. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, just for the joy of experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely. So, um, and we touched on it a little bit earlier about just rewiring the brain and um, meditation and stuff. I mean, what's what's your view on you know all of that stuff and manifestation tools and uh, what it what uh, kind of techniques and tools you actually use to uh, create a new reality for yourself and the process of it for you? Uh-huh. So there's a lot of tools that I employ at different times. Um, some, some that I only share with my inner circle because they're quite powerful. Um, mm -hmm. and, and there is a degree of responsibility that comes with using them once we have the awareness that they're accessible but for me it's now if I want to create something the process has become so exquisitely simple um, and, and a main part of that is meditation so in in the meditation process when we quiet our mind because every time that our mind is running we're forming neural pathways in our brain for better or for worse <laughs> um, and it's really beneficial when we're forming positive um pathways, but when we're not serve, you know, creating pathways that serve us, that we do need to undergo some depth of rewiring. And the, the beauty of the meditative space is that we still the mind, we allow it to rest, and then universal intelligence comes in and starts to do the rewiring for us. So it's quite an efficient way to allow a rewiring to take place versus forcing a rewiring to take place, which is what we'll see with most mindset work where it's like, okay, you have a negative belief pattern. We've identified the negative belief. Now here's the new belief, the new story that you want to reinforce instead. So we're going to use force to start putting together that new neural pathway. And the thing is, until that, that old pathway is kind of cleared out, it, that, that just creates like what I call the boomerang effect. Because it's so natural to go to the old pattern, that's what's most natural and will always revert back to what is most natural to us. So going into the meditative space allows us to begin to delete those old programs. So right now they're showing me the example of a computer. When you're upgrading your computer, you turn it off while it goes through the update and it comes back online with all these fresh new programs that you can use. So meditation works in a similar way. It kind of cleans out all the old programming and it starts to upload you with new programming and there's no force involved. You just let the system rest. Um, you, you turn it off and you allow the intelligence of the computer itself to do the work. So, um, so meditation is a huge part of that in my process. And then I use my fire, my willpower, my intention to command uh, my reality, um, to activate and to invoke energies, frequencies, uh, very specific things uh, in great detail that I want to experience. And I, I rely upon my inner technology. So the way that I have been initiated and trained um, has led to the point of me being the tool. So releasing the need to have any 
any tool that exists outside of myself because I will always have me and I will, will always be with me and I will be wherever I go. And I might not always have a computer or a notebook or, um, you know, herbs or whatever it is that we use to, to, you know, make magic and invoke things. So working with the power of, uh, intent and will and in heart. So when I'm doing an activation or I'm invoking something that I want, I come from a place of, and I don't even just want to say heart. I want to say soul because it's, it's the, uh, it's my whole being is on board. My whole energetic being, my mind, my heart, my body, my energy, my intention, my will, all of it is very concentrated. And in, from a space of soulful, desire not not from a space of my human wants to experience this to fill some type of a void but my soul wants to experience this because fill in the blank so I'm very intimate with what I want what I desire and I know why I want it and desire it and what that looks like to me now is is really simply the the promotion of mine and my community's well-being. That's really the crux of all of my desire. Um, I don't feel like there's any physical thing that I really crave all that much. And to be honest, the simpler I keep it, the more powerful and grounded I feel. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's asking through that power of will and intent and then dropping into the meditative space where I'm silent so I can receive. So earlier we tapped on ask and receive. And so for me, it's it's the simplicity of that. It is I know who I am. I know what I want. I'm going to define and refine and request and command my reality to begin rearranging and orchestrating itself on my behalf to create that tangible physical crystallized experience that I'm wanting to have and then I just step back and I let myself receive it so once I make that command I don't do it again I just let that be what it is and I allow it to come in yeah love it awesome and is is meditation is that a uh, a pretty uh, regular practice for you then Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hours every day. Nice. <laughs> uh-huh. Every single day. Um, yeah, it's a huge... For me, it's... it's Well, one, it's about receiving. So allowing myself to just be and receive energy, vision, um, inspiration, um, whatever it is that I've asked for. So it's it's kind of practicing non-resistance so coming to that safe space where i know i can just open fully and and let love in um so going to that space for that um and then also it's like an automatic rewiring of perception so if i've if i'm really wanting to shift something in my life that hasn't served me which is always a pattern of perception because perception makes matter I, I know I need to go into that space because my perceptions need to to be rewired. Um, and I know that that space facilitates that. So, Yeah, and that's the fastest way to do it, isn't it? When you want to yep. when you try and change something in your life by directly acting upon it, it's, uh, it's, a, long, it's a long way, to, a long, slow journey, really. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Efficiency. I mean, I think my relationship with energy is, is efficiency. So how can I manifest efficiently? How can I rewire efficiently? How can I tune into love more efficiently? And that's kind of what these technologies um, have taught me and shown me are are some of the most efficient ways for us to do that as a species. Um, And it's really quite simple. It's, it's, it's beautiful, the simplicity of it. Um, it's just a matter of will we allow it to be that simple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the things that I I just kind of tune into like the last just probably the last couple of weeks is that um, just I mean coming into the present moment and I suppose 
I mean, the amount of time that you meditate as well help um, just kind of like calming the brain down, not needing so much stimulation to feel excited. I mean, because I kind of got into this place where I was like, oh, I want something to happen. I want something exciting to happen. And your brain would start. It's almost like an addiction kind of thing. And I kind of realized oh. that it's like um, the more you get, it's like being attached to like drama, having to have a high drama life. And I suppose from mm. a neuroscientific point of view, it's like the pleasure, the receptors in the brain and everything gets jacked up. So you have to feel, you have to have more excitement to be able to feel something. But when you meditate a lot and you, or you do like mindful activities, it really slows, the calms the brain down. And then it allows you to live a more simple life, like you said, where you don't need loads of things around you to be content. And then, and then power comes from simplicity, I suppose. So yeah. Just yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, that's I love how similar the wavelengths are that we're on because I was thinking that as well yesterday how I really love the feeling of excitement, but it's so overrated yeah. <laughs> in my opinion because peace, <laughs> peace <laughs> is this like ultra magnetic force field of power of true power and when we allow ourselves to inhabit the vibration of peace groundedness calm relaxed centered alert presence quantity starts to drop into our experience and um i was kind of playing with these dynamics last year because i always i was like i mean i my whole life is just like the the ultimate experience like experiment <laughs> for for magic and so i would get into these really electrical um alive spaces um of creation where it's just, it's that excitement. It's just that, yes, excitement, motivation, inspiration, like, okay, what's next? Let's create, let's do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was watching how things would manifest. And so from that space, I was getting tons of beautiful, I mean, synchronicity is happening all the time. It's just a matter of whether or not we're aware of it, but synchronicity, like tiny miracles, um, small, smaller amounts of, of money and income, like beautiful opportunities and connections. When I started to, so, so I was like, okay, there's that space. And now I'm going to go into my feminine and I'm really going to go into that space of Omega and sink into the peace, the knowingness, you know, that, that, that centered grounded space. And I'm going to see what comes through here quantity and quality. So quantity is in, instead of receiving um, client sessions for 250 or $500, I was receiving $10,000 clients at a time. And they were people who were deeply resonant and aligned to this work, um, to wanting to know about this frequency and how to, to kind of come to balance and harmony in their own life. So people that were really aligned for the work. So I noticed that when I allowed myself to go to those places and spaces of substance, I was manifesting more substance and it was profoundly more powerful and efficient than trying to always be in that electric excited. Cause that's not sustainable. Um, what, so within the context of all of these experiences, experiments that I was doing in my own life, um, the energy started to speak to me about uh, energetic efficiency and energy sustainability. So to, to go out to the broader scale, one of the things that um, I like to support is free energy and sustainable energy technologies for the planet. And for us to outwardly manifest those technologies, because they're there, we just haven't begun to use them yet and there's a reason and it's because we as a species as humans who are facilitating the use of those technologies have not achieved energetic efficiency and sustainability within ourselves yet so the collective shift that we're undergoing now is a harmonization of those poles of those the electric and magnetic uh, energy potentials that exist within our cellular membranes um, are coming to a point of 
of balance and harmonization for sustainability. So the way that we create moving forward is going to look a lot different than it has ever looked um, because we as a species are used to, to bouncing back and forth between extreme polarities. Um, we're even taught in some cases to, to move to a polarity because polarity draws attention or polarity is, is exciting and polarity is what will make you stand out. But power exists at the center and it is sustainable. So this is something that we can build upon from now into the future without ever feeling burnt out, without ever feeling like we go to these gorgeous highs and then we crash and burn um, on the opposite end of the spectrum. We get to live from a point of peace and alertness and clarity um, and, and trust and sustainability. And there's, there's just so much more efficiency and power in that, especially as it pertains to manifestation and creation. Wow. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this is definitely something I'm going to have to experiment more with just creating more space and more peace rather than excitement and drama. And one of the things I was going to say is, you know, how do you, financially support you know a lifestyle like that but as you've said it you get even more money when you create that space which is incredible <laughs> uh-huh yeah so so for me it's really about balance i think that that would be like the takeaway yeah. message so i i create a balance between my feminine and my my masculine which for me my masculine is just the expressive part of myself so I'm receiving and then I'm sharing, I'm receiving and I'm sharing. And I've somehow, and I'm so thankful for this, managed to enter into a space energetically in my own life where I'm working primarily with my inner technology to create the out, outward. So, so my reality does not function like most people's. I, I state what I want and it comes and I am aware of my, my power and capacity to do that. So if I want to align with, um, a client for, let's say a year, that would be a $30,000 experience. And it would be, um, uh, that would be the value of the energe energetic exchange that we share. So I can teach them how to create from that space of efficiency, which with much greater power than the constant need to be in the hustle, in the grind, in the, um, you know, the old ways of doing things that we're taught. Um, and so I will go internal and I will feel that and I will feel the the fullness of having that experience and sharing that journey with somebody else and, and what that's going to look like. And, and I, I ask for that creation to come to me and then it comes to me because I don't have any resistance to, uh, being a powerful creator. And that's the space that I like to lead people into. That's, you know, what the main part of my work is, is to lead people into those spaces so that they can live a balanced, harmonious life and manifest with ease because creation is, it's supposed to be natural. It's supposed to be effortless. Like you were saying earlier with the example of the dog, by virtue of our beingness, we should be able to say, this is an experience I want to have. And then have that experience. It shouldn't be any more complicated than that. Um, but it's a lot of, uh, rewiring our program that tells us it needs to be more complicated than that, or tells us that there's all these steps between A and Z that we have to complete before we can create. It's like, no, you know, it, okay. So for most people who hold a more, uh, I, I don't even know, religious, maybe, uh, conceptualization of what source or, or God is to them. Um, I would ask this question. If you, if, if, if the creator came to you, would you tell the creator that they needed to do or be all of these things before they could have what they wanted? And most likely the answer would be, well, no, it's the creator. <laughs> they can, you know, he, she, it can have and do and create as it wants at, at will. Um, and, and because we are that, that, that 
holds true for all of us. So it's really allowing ourselves to enter into the space of beingness and knowingness that we are that and allowing our creation to support us um, with the, 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 the least amount of effort, like energetically efficient, right? So it's like, we're, we're only creating when we're inspired. We're only creating when it feels like art, when it feels good to share, when it feels good to express. Um, and then if we're not in that space, then that's okay too. And we know that regardless of the space that we occupy, our creation is still being manifest. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> Hmm. So, yeah, so to, to your original question was coming into that space and manifesting quantity. Mm. Um, this is about knowingness. So in deep trust, deep, deep, deep trust, allowing your human to let go of the reins, you coming internal and you going, I am that I am that I am. And in really occupying that space and knowing that by virtue of that, you, you, you start to open yourself up to receive more. Um, so this is about grounding into your worth, grounding into your value, and trusting that when that thing manifests, you have the power and the potency uh, to create that exchange of value from your beingness. Mm -hmm. Your beingness is enough to be in service to whomever comes to you for that exchange. A little bit awesome mm -hmm. and um, i mean um how unplugged do you kind of <laughs> stay from <laughs> from the, uh -huh. the of the world <laughs> yeah so this is very uh beautiful because i've, I've i have amazing communities that I have built around me locally. I'm in, based out of Austin, Texas right now, um, and also in the online world. And I managed to stay relatively unplugged. So usually once every day or two, I'll share something online and I'll, I'll branch that out to as many of my communities as possible, the, the gift of the internet and technology. Um, so to my email list, to my online groups, to other tribes that I'm a part of. Um, and then I connect in with my actual physical local community here at least two or three times every week. And other than that, I'm pretty unplugged. And, and when I do choose to plug in, it's to healthy um, experiences that I know will add to me, will uh, add value and nurturance to me. Um, I spend a lot of time listening to classical music and kind of keeping keeping my life pure to the best of my capacity. So quality feels really important to me, the quality of data that I'm programming myself with via relationships, via what I'm looking at and reading online, via what I'm listening to and consuming in my body, um, all of that. And I, I think that that's such a unique and individual thing too. So I think it's valuable for each of us to tune into well, what is my threshold with that? Like what nurtures me and what doesn't nurture me? And then loving ourselves enough to give that to ourselves and to not allow things that aren't in alignment with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important because I suppose you could try and push, push yourself too much to unplug because that works well for other people. It doesn't necessarily work for everyone. <laughs> Obviously there's different degrees to which, I and mean, it's just doing what I suppose you're comfortable with. Yeah. And as you said, uh, just being mindful of the things that probably aren't really serving you that you are doing at the moment, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I've gone, we've flown by, it's over an hour now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> very quick. Um, I think it'd be awesome to have another conversation at some future point because there's so much more that we can uh, 
that we can uh, go into. I feel this is just the this is the beginning, really. So, yeah, I agree. I feel like we tapped the tippy top of the iceberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. beautiful. Would you um, just like to share with the uh, listeners and where they can find out more about your work? Yeah, of course. Um, well, first, thank you, everybody who has uh, tuned in and stayed with us for the duration of the podcast. I'm thankful for the opportunity to connect with Chris and with all of you. Um, you can find me at Solara Sophia Rose on Facebook and Instagram, and you can visit my website, solararose.com, to learn about energy activations and private mentorship programs that I offer. Um, those are the, the main ways to reach me and reach out to me so yeah <laughs> awesome well it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today it's been a great conversation and thank you for uh coming and sharing all your knowledge and wisdom with the listeners and i look forward to connecting with you again in the future ah uh, same chris thank you so much so that's all for today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, it's been a great conversation, and I'll put the uh, links to Solara's website in the, in the show notes so you can check that out as well. So thank you all so much for listening, and I'll catch you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye.